comb your hair on your balls, dude. It's so hard for us to carve out just 90 minutes of silence. We're falling apart. We're just falling apart. They don't want it. We don't want it. Nobody wants this. It's going to happen when the ants actually take over humanity. This is like the ultimate donkey punch. If your elite can't even get a boner, don't make a porno. Yes, I'm wearing my Biden hat because my hair sucks so bad that I I hate my hair. It sucks. So I'm just going to start wearing a hat. If my hair falls out, fuck it. I don't care. (laughs) And, um, yeah, if I sound clogged up, it's because I have cats and I'm deathly allergic to them, so... You look like hell. I mean, you look like... Oh, I feel like hell. I just wake up feeling fine, and then as the morning ticks on, the allergies kick in because of the cats, and then I feel like I have a head cold. And it's not a head cold. It's just, I'm just freaking deathly allergic to these cats. Wonderful. Oh, it gets me in a oh shit mood. Oh, but, and I start, I start fine. I start in a good mood, and I mean, finished up Jaws this morning. I'm like, yeah, I'm good. And then the nose acted up, and now I'm just a mess. Oh, I mean, puts you in a bad mood being sick twenty four hours three sixty five. I can't, can't yeah, imagine why. Yes. Yep. Wife was with the kids down at her sister's yesterday to swim, and so I was cat sitting, and so they were all over me yesterday because they're needy cats and. Fucking chair. <laughs> <sighs> oh, my, my, yep. my chair's going to be squeaky today because, once again, I've ruined another office chair. The other day... Oh, it was the other day when I was talking to you, I was texting you. I get these angry texts from Eugene at about 5 p.m. Where are you? What are you doing? Like, Oh, you just vanished oh, for out days. out of the blue, nowhere. There's no conversation going on. It's just, why haven't you texted me yet? <laughs> Speaking of needy, needy pussies. <laughs> <laughs> And as I'm texting back, well, I didn't bother because it takes two hours to get a response. I might as well write a letter. I was just leaning back in my chair watching a movie just like this. And I just heard the piston underneath the chair, you know, that pneumatic whatever tube. It just went, and my chair just went, (laughs) and this was me. I was like, great, great. Now I'm down here. And oh, somehow I kind of feel responsible for that. Oh, I kind of minutes after getting your text, minutes, and uh-huh. I was so then I was laughing because I was uh, so yeah. I had to go out and get my wife's old chair, which is too ah, uh, it's not deep enough. You know what I mean? Like it needs to be like when you sit in your office chair and your back is all the way against the back. How far does the seat go? To does it go to the back of your knees? Because I like oh, it to yeah. go to the. This is a. This is a... Oh, easily. This is a big chair. Oh, this one goes halfway. Halfway to the back of my knees. <laughs> oh! So it's like... Oh, so it's... I got... So I got to, like, lean... It's like an airline flight. Like, it's like an oh, airplane seat. Exactly. That's exactly what it's like. So, once again, I am on the hunt for another fucking office chair. Damn it. This, I, this thing I bought for cheap on Amazon years ago, and it's... One of those fake leather things, and it's falling like the it. It's not in good shape, but I'm not. I'm not gonna get another one until it breaks. It's fine. It looks awful at this point. Oh, mine had duct tape. I had to keep putting new layers of duct tape on the one arm because there was some kind of flaky, sticky shit that was falling off on it. So I just kept putting layers of duct tape to protect my arm from it. Mm-hmm. I didn't care. I, that's fine. But I can't deal with the 
not being able to sit back a little bit. And, and it, it, the tube kept working as long as you sat straight up. If you didn't lean back, it would be fine. Nah. Sorry, but I like to lean back a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, me too. I just, yeah, this is a, it's a big chair and it's, I, seriously, I think this thing cost me 50 bucks new years ago. Like, we're talking the beginnings of this podcast, if not earlier. Oh, man. Uh, I've been through three chairs in that time. <laughs> but I, I keep getting them from, like, Goodwills and thrift stores and shit. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, this thing here, is, I, I couldn't... I mean, this would be a put at the end of the driveway and give it away for free. I couldn't sell this thing at this point. Oh, and my, my dad I, just got... He's like, I got this new office chair and I don't really like it. I was like, okay. You, he's like, you guys can have it. My wife brought it home. Oh, it's like a rad-looking gaming chair with red and black leather, and I was like, oh, that's mine, because you got the last new chair, so this this one's mine. And I sat down in it, same thing, it's the short, not deep enough, yeah. half my leg's hanging off, it, like, nope, that's, so the wife's got it, but, and now I'm relegated to her old chair. Uh, is that one better, is that one better than that gaming, that new gaming chair? It, it's about the same, I mean, I guess, it doesn't matter. When the when the bottom part is that short, I'm just too tall, and whatever. Oh, how are you? <laughs> not good. <laughs> not good. I'm yeah. It's the hair is the least of my concerns. My allergies are just oh. <sighs> oh, I've been dealing with some allergies as well. Not as bad as yours, I'm sure, but just. Oh, wake up with that tight throat and, uh, this time of year yeah. and every night. Yeah, it, it doesn't help that I was watching Jaws. I started Jaws last night and it's so good. And then the drink started flowing and then, uh, you know, the drill. Yeah. You, you, let me text Eric some bullshit about not responding. And then as soon oh, as, you never as soon as I text him, I'm going to throw my phone as far as I can in the backyard and then train the cats to fetch it. And then two hours later, Eric will get a response. Like, I respond to your text within five minutes, and it, it's two hours before I get a response. What do you do? What do you, what do you, you're like, I'll just text him some bullshit, and then, do you chuck your phone? I was, oh, I was busy. I, well, what the, why are you allowed to be busy, but I'm not? Uh, <laughs> ass. Uh, ah, I was like, oh, come on, what, you not texting on Sunday? I'm like, yeah, your family stuff, I'm sure, and out with the neighbors drinking or whatever, and he kind of just, hey, he kind of pissed me off. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> and it was just out of nowhere. It wasn't like I was too busy or didn't respond to a text. It was just, I mean, and I had sent the last text. You never responded. Uh, yeah, but it was kind of a, a, a closer. Like, your last text was kind of a, okay, and, and... Right, and then 20 hours yeah. later, you decided to text me that, hey, asshole, why didn't you respond? <laughs> <laughs> What's wrong with you? Oh, as I yeah. as I just went... <laughs> that makes it so good. Oh, oh. Oh, and it just made the... But, I mean, made the... the, but, the, the <laughs> The sound that you can imagine. You could just imagine for that scenario. It just went... That's <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> perfect. Damn it. Oh, meanwhile, I was where, wherever I was at the time. I'm sure I was doing this. 
and then swearing at the cats. Oh, mm, so good. I can't, there's nowhere in the house I can go to either. It's like, it's like, it's, it's gotten into the vents, into the wall, into the vents. And so it's like, I can't go to a place where there's no cats because there are rooms where there's no cats, but there is still because it's in the air now. And that's another reason I wanted to go on a quick walk this morning. I'm like, I have got to get some fresh air. Yeah. Like I've got to get some sort of not cat air into my body so I can function for 90 minutes. Oh, you're going to be <sighs> fucked in the winter. <laughs> there will come a, a point where a decision's going to have to be made. Yeah. Well, but I mean, I think... Until then, I'll just be over here riding with Biden, baby. Just <laughs> <laughs> my ugly-ass balding head. If you live long enough to even vote for him. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah, that's, uh, it's, that's debatable. <laughs> the way... Way things are going now. Yep. Oh, well, hey, at least man. you got a shirt on this episode. Um, that, oh, it was yeah, that was debatable too. I'm like, um, it's oh, I'm stifling in my office. I'm like, there's no airflow in my office. What, do you so not? Is there no vent in there? You have nothing? Oh, yeah, well, there's a vent, but it it kicks on when the rest of the house kicks on, and the rest of the house is fine. And I have to have this door closed because the cats can't get in here, so it's always closed, and there's just stagnant. Dead, bad breath air in here all the time. And if I open it, immediately the cats will come in here because, oh, a door is open that we're not allowed in. We haven't, we haven't so, polluted that area yet. Yeah. So Meanwhile, I have a giant 12 by 12 vent immediately right under my desk, under my feet that I have to keep a pillow on because even just the fan running freezes my balls off. Oh. <laughs> Nothing I can do. It's like the door has to be closed and therefore it's stagnant in here. And I, I, didn't, I didn't even turn on the light. Like that's that's extra, that's extra heat in this office that I cannot afford right now. Well, this now. light is only on out of courtesy to you. I mean, this would it be if I had my choice? We'd be like, oh, jeez, hi. Yeah, I mean, that, hey, you can see me. Uh-huh. That's not creepy at all. Uh huh. Um. So all right. Well, anything else you want to bitch uh, about? I don't know. The boys are now outside with their new neighbor best friend and they're catching bumblebees catching bumblebees yeah that's their new thing is on the empty lot beside us they catch bumblebees it's just okay okay i'm waiting you know what's gonna happen uh yeah kabang ow yeah big bumblebees all over the place it's interesting watching the dynamic here too because the rest of the neighborhood kids have figured out the weaver boys have bonded with the new neighbor kid and why don't they bond with us? Uh, it's just... It's interesting. You know what I mean? Like... Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yep. No, I mean, so I... You're not we, good en- Huh? Oh, you're not good enough for... Yeah. Oh, no. I mean... I've, I don't want to say there's cliques in this neighborhood, but there's the parents who parent and the ones who just... Meh. I mean... Yeah. Yester- yesterday, the other ones... And we like them well enough. It just, and it seems like they got a lot on their plate, but I mean, their kids were down in my garage, taking out our Nerf guns and shooting them. And it's like, my boys weren't even outside. Oh, like, nah, no way. Oh, I, oh, and I went out and yelled at them. I will yell at your kids. I do oh, not yeah. give a shit. And yep. I, I've made that very clear with every new neighbor who moves in with new kids and whatnot. And we make friends and hi, how you doing? And we greet and whatnot. And i uh, just for, just so you know. I'm that guy. I, I, yeah. I'll tell them. I will yell at your kids. And if you don't like that, too bad. 
Yeah, to, uh, keep them away. And, keep them and, away from our house then. And every I mean, parent has said, go right ahead. Go right ahead. So. Yeah. Now this, he, this, this kid is, he's a good kid. I mean, this, this, it is, we have a great family living beside us. They are awesome. And, but he's such a soft spoken kid. And my kids just immediately bonded with him because he's just gentle. He's gentle. And there's not, I've got better shit than you do. And let's play football. And my, my boys aren't like that. They're just, instead they're catching bumblebees. <laughs> so. Well, that'll end uh, one way or yeah. another. Yeah. It's going to end in tears. I'm sure. Whatever. It's they're outside and they're having fun. And it, it is, I do appreciate, I like seeing them outside interacting with a boy and a, he's a black kid. And so I love that, that, that they are learning at an early age that racism sucks. Yeah. And it doesn't matter. Yeah. Race doesn't matter. Yeah. Race does not matter. There is. Yeah. They don't, they don't, they don't even comprehend like what, huh? Yeah. We kind of, we try to talk to them a little bit about what's going on and they're like, what, why? And well, we, you know, cause we, that stuff is learned. Yeah, it is. It's learned. And I had to unlearn it and not that I ever was, but I mean, you know, you know what I mean? Like yeah. I had to, so yeah. Anyway, not to go down that. Oh, let's not. Um, rabbit trail. There's uh, this, let's escape from that shit, please. Yeah. <laughs> Do you, are you ready for the roulette? Uh, yeah. I'm Eric. And I'm Eugene. And here's the roulette. It's time to spin the wheel of the movie roulette. We dive in the ocean cinema and try and find those gems in the rough. It is cute, I gotta say. And th- these new neighbors, they have a seven-year-old, and then they've got a... Oh, he's gotta be one and a half, two. He is the cutest little kid. And I just, I look out and I see our, my boys and, and the new kid out in the field. It's basically a field right beside our house playing. And then I just see a... Little tiny baby, not baby, but you know what? Like, yeah, just running over like he loves our boys, and then here comes mom just racing after him. Oh, I well, I have to laugh too because the youngest one that's in our neighborhood, I think she's three, and she is adorable, and she's always running around, and and she speaks in complete gibberish, and she always she does something I've never seen a kid do, which is. I'll ask her a question. I'll go, hey, hey, how's it going? How are you doing today? And she'll, she does these big sweeping motions. Like she goes like this. And she's pointing at the slide and she goes, <laughs> and then she runs up the slide and then runs back down. And I just, I just die laughing. It, it just kills me. The other yeah, you know, I, last I night I said something to her and she turned around and I swear to God, it was the exact same motion as, uh, like Ryu and Street Fighter summoning summoning a fireball. She went just like, It was like, alright. Whatever it is, she's enthusiastic about it. Okay. That's awesome. On this episode of the Roulette, it is Coherence up against For We Are Many, and you're up first. For We Are Many. This is an anthology movie. Uh, from 2019 that I had never heard of, and that's not a good thing. Um, didn't stop you from picking it. No, oh heck no. Well, here's the good. The, here's the good thing about anthologies. Usually, it's hit and miss. Usually, it's fifty fifty almost. Um, unless the movie is called "For We Are Many," then it's zero. Zero are good. It's 
there's every five minutes there's a new one. I'm like, oh, it's like the first one kind of sucked. I'm like, ah, that's okay. It's, that's five minutes long. And then the next one was five minutes long. I'm like, well, that one sucked, but oh, these are only five minutes. There's a whole bunch of these. Like, oh, these are like all five minutes and they're all zero budget or almost zero budget. Nothing. Dead. ABCs of death. Yes, except that's way better than this. Way better. They at least had a couple thousand per short. This is, I mean, maybe a hundred dollars per short. Oh, awful acting and nothing. It's just, how do we, how do we pad five minutes of runtime per short to do a demon thing? And of course they picked the demon thing. So therefore they have to have special effects that are almost never special. (laughs) They're, oh, stupid. Then most of them don't make sense because they don't have enough time to flesh anything out. But the stories themselves aren't interesting to begin with. It was terrible. What did I give it? I think zero. Like if you can't get one story right, if you can't get one short story right, you don't get a score from me. Uh, did it get zero? Yeah, it sure did. Zero. That'll be on the worst of the worst of the year. <laughs> Unacceptable. Unacceptable. You, are, we, we, you and I could go with our phones, and we could probably do something better than this. Now, I'm not trying to brag because it would be shit, but it would be better than this. Yeah. Just nothing. Nothing. Stupid. Uh, I mean, I cannot imagine that the budget is. I wish I would find out how, like, what the budget is on this thing, because it. Oh, yep. Anyway, that's, I guess for what it's worth, they got the really disgusting guy from, um, Human Centipede Part 2 in, like, and he is, he is disgusting. And so I, I guess I appreciated the fact that they actually talked him into being in this for a little bit. Oh, he's creepy. I mean, he still couldn't have gotten more in scale per day, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. He actually deserves, like... I think that he was really good in Human Centipede 2. I really think that he deserves his own, like, slasher movie or something. Because uh, I think he would make a great, I don't know, a great serial killer. Like, almost like Maniac. Oh, he's so... Ugh. But he should so, be one of those... I agree with what... I think the spirit of what you're saying. He should be one of those horror guys that pops up in horror movies like Brad Dourif or... Uh, yes! Uh, uh, what's his name? Um... The real tall guy from, from Hills, Hills Have, Eyes. Have Eyes. Yes, that's exactly the guy I was thinking. Like, he should yeah. be one of those horror people that just pops up in horror movies all the time. Yeah. Yep, I agree. Because he's... what At least for Human Centipede 2, I thought, like, he actually was a good actor in it. He didn't say anything yes, really, but he... Yes, that movie was good. acted really good. And, and, he, and even in this... So there is the one shining light in this. Is the segment with him in it, he is suitably creepy. That was actually the best segment of the bunch. And, I mean, what is... Good lord! I, it's I, the kids are hunting bumblebees, and then there's there's so many kids outside right now that women are chasing their kids, and <laughs> window freaks. <laughs> it looks like a zombie apocalypse outside your window. I'm guessing. Yeah, or that, or just a whole bunch of, of human bumblebees. Just <sighs> okay. And that's here, it. Here I'm... come the killer hornets that just take them all out. Just... Yep. That here. Here we go keep watching though you go ahead i'm gonna keep watching tv <laughs> yeah and not listening to me oh uh on my side coherence recommended by a one tie mullet correctly correct, correct? yeah he like correct it. okay uh strange things begin to happen when a group of friends gather for a dinner party on an evening when a comet is passing overhead 
and directed by James Ward Burkett, written by James Ward Burkett. Let's see if he was, uh, I don't think he was acting in it, so only two. And a few episodes ago, we went on a bit of a legendary rant about a movie that had no budget and just people talking and, um, oh, ad, li- ad libbing lines, ad libbing lines and stuff. Do you remember that episode? Oh, oh very, very, very vividly. Remember that movie? Uh-huh. So for the first act of coherence, I was starting to get shades of that again. And I wasn't very happy. I was very, very nervous. Uh, but, and I was checking the time. Once we got to about the second act, which is, and this movie's uh, hour 29. So after about the first half hour, when things started to happen, I was like, okay, now I'm shutting the computer down and I'm turning to pay full attention to the screen. Okay. And then a thing happened, and then a thing happened, and then a thing happened rather quickly. And now you have my full attention. Hmm. And by the time that all was said and done, this was a damn good movie. And Oh, nice! And this was an extremely low-budget movie. Probably lower than After Midnight. What? But... This movie had a writer. Uh-huh. Like I said in that rant, you should have written something better. This was well written. Uh, do you like Primer? Because yeah. this is, you could almost call this a clone of Primer. It, it is. I mean, same storyline, kind of? or It's not about time travel, but more along the lines of... Um, multiverse interdimensional stuff. That's cool. Can't really explain anymore without just explaining the entire movie. Okay. Uh, this is definitely one that it sounds like I should be watching then, right? Did you like Primer? Yeah, I mean, I haven't seen it in years and years, but I liked it. It was confusing, but I liked it. This one is easier to follow than Primer. Okay. But it's in the very much the same tone of there. You can definitely tell there are a couple of scenes where they're just kind of ad-libbing being at a party, and that's fine. Uh, it, it, because it felt real, it felt natural. Uh, there are, I, I, I can't explain too much, uh, but there's just, there's a comet going overhead and strange shit starts happening and every little piece that, of information that comes along makes it more interesting. And it, it's definitely a lot more, uh, easy to understand than Primer. Um. Okay. You definitely need to check this one out. Uh, if not only to, to cleanse your brain from, uh, after midnight so that you can once again believe in the power of low budget filmmaking, cause there, there are no special effects. I mean, maybe one where they pan up to the sky and you kind of see a comet far away that, but that's it. Other than that, it's just like seven, eight actors just acting and the acting's good. They have different personalities. Uh, once I got into the meat of the story, I appreciated the first act because that gave us a bunch of background uh, on the characters' relations, which became important later on. Uh, it, it's it's just because I was so burnt by that other movie 
that uh, the in the first act I was going, oh shit, oh shit, oh shit. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but hey, I give it up, man. I this is a Blu-ray on my shelf, like Primer, if they ever put one out, uh, or a DVD, whatever. I think they there's still only a DVD of Primer, and it's been out of print forever. So uh, I know. Well, I guess Bravo to to Ty. Yeah. Good job. Good job. Because <laughs> I'm going to watch it now at some point. Uh, you definitely should. I, I, and it's hour and a half. It Once you get through that first half hour where it's just kind of build and the train starts rolling, it really is a roller coaster going over the top of the hill. It gets nuts. And That's kind of, it reminds me of the, like what you're saying, it reminds me a bit of the movie, uh, what's it called, where the the yuppies get together in California and it turns out to be this this cult thing. Good, good movie. Um, the first half hour or so, I'm like, ah, you're improving, and I don't like any of you. You remember that movie? Uh, I don't you remember. Sh- and and that's another thing I want to say too. You're not going to like everybody in this movie. Some of, and some of them make really stupid decisions. But in a situation where you have this many seven eight people, you're bound to have a couple of those people. Yeah, it's just inevitable. Um, but, and, and they weren't so over the top loathsome that it ruined the movie. It was just, ah, that's not a great decision. Don't do that. You know, come on. Uh, but yeah, it's one of those where at, at, by the 40 minute mark, I was shutting down the computer. Just, I'm paying attention and yelling at kids. Be quiet. I'm trying to watch a movie. <laughs> and for me, I was just dicking off on my phone and it was relegated to background. And uh, like so many roulettes, that happens mm-hmm. so quickly. Yep. Oh, The Initiation. That was what the movie was. You, didn't you yes. watch The Initiation? And that's a good movie. But this one, I think, this one I liked more because The Initiation was all about the ending. Yes, and, it was all about the ending. And this really starts rolling after the first 20, 30 minutes or so. And yeah, it's I'm, gonna, I'm keeping crazy. that all on my list and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try and watch that sooner than later. I mean, I've got a stack of of Blu-rays that I'm trying to work through, but that's high on my list. It would that at this point, would that make top 10 of the, do you think it has a shot at top 10 of the roulette year? Yes. Wow. Yes, I do. Cool. Because I can't immediately, I mean, scroll back and see what everything that we've watched this year, but, Oh, I've watched some shit this year. Oh, so have I. <laughs> well, you are the guy at the party that makes bad decisions. Okay. Let's get on to the next round. Ah, for We Are Many, it's an anthology horror movie that you've never heard of, and you picked it, so... Uh, uh, <laughs> uh, anyway, Coherence, yeah, thumbs up. And kudos to James Ward Burkett. G- good job writing. Ah, that was good. Cool, I'm... I'm I am honestly... I don't want to say I'm surprised, because, you know... I mean, Ty said it was good, so I'm like, well, it's not going to be zero-budget garbage, but I just, you know, sometimes his viewpoints on movies are differing from ours, but it was just the very fact that he budget. picked that movie out to tell me, like, have you seen this movie? Because you should. It's very low budget. Uh, I, I, now, here's the thing. It's very low budget. It's basically one location, one house. Wow. One, huh. And you liked it. That's impressive. And it was awesome. Yeah, that was good. Cool. Okay, next round. And we're doing a blind round. I wanted to add another uh, caveat to the blind round. We should put run times with them. At least I feel like that's something you deserve to know. Agreed. Uh, at yep. least if it's something more than hour 30. So so year it was made and run time. Uh, well, I don't have the years it was made, but yeah. or do, I mean, if doesn't... you want that information, uh, that's fine. Okay. Uh, but, but I feel like run time, if it's more than 90, 
Okay. Uh, you're up first. What do you got for me? Give me three titles. Okay, title number one. And I, I have four, just in case you've seen one of these. Uh, this is the one that I, I, I'm not sure if you've seen or not. Uh, first one is Killing Gunther from 2017, uh, hour 32 minutes. Next up, Come to Daddy, 2019, hour and 36 minutes. Last one is Get In, 2019, hour and 37 minutes. And uh, one of them is on Amazon Prime. And I believe two of them are on Netflix. Whatever, it doesn't matter. They're they're on ways that you can watch. Why do I like hear wind? Oh, I have the fan on in my office because oh. it's so incredibly hot in here. All right. Well, that'll be fun to clean up in the edit. Uh, sure. Okay, yeah. your three titles are... Are you ready? Yep. Code 8. Prode. Code. C-O-D-E 8. Uh, behind you, and lastly, here comes hell. Okay. I just so did you say code eight or code C O D E? Okay, gotcha. Okay. I think you might have actually thrown this my way at one point, but I could be wrong. Okay. Okay. Um. You know what? Can you give me years on those? Because that might determine. <laughs> okay, just one sec. All right. I'll have to look them up here real quick. Code 8 is real recent. Uh, 2019, 2020, probably. That doesn't... Okay. 20, right. 2019. Um, let's see here. Behind you. I didn't have years written down. I forgot about that bit. Oh. Uh, behind you is 2020. And... Here comes hell. I'm going to guess that was 2018. 2019. And they are on Netflix? Code 8 is on Netflix. The other two are on Hoopla. On Hoopla, okay. Um, And I'm up first, aren't I? Yep. Damn it. Oh, eeny, meeny, miny, mo. Um, I mean, of course I gravitate towards that here comes hell, but... <laughs> uh, Eugene always wants me to throw him some horror stuff, so... Yeah. What oh, was the I, runtime I, on that? I, I'll I'll tell you this. Uh, I had posted it on our Facebook page, and but we haven't really talked about it, I don't think, but Instant Watcher can no longer show Netflix titles because Netflix has closed their... Oh, yes, yes, yes. I heard that about that. Netflix closed their... Uh, I don't know what it is. API or UPL or something like that. I don't know what it is, but some kind of tech loophole. So now third-party sites can't say what they got. And so I'm like, okay, well, I guess I'll go to Netflix to see what they got. And I go to new arrivals. And the very first thing is that Love Robots anime that we watched months ago. Oh, a year. I mean, that was well over a year ago at this point. And they dumped... Tons of stuff on June 1st. I had to go to a Variety article to even find anything. Because everything in their new arrivals is just shit they want you to watch. It's not actual new arrivals. They literally just hide their fucking movies. It, it is infuriating. I'm, I'm so pissed off about that. And I get it if you got to close a tech loophole because it's a security risk. But why do they make it so damn hard? I know. I, I, I know they're trying to push traffic to the stuff that they paid more money for, but... <sighs> 
And that's what I, I know that's what it is. But it's still, it's like, come on. For fuck's At sake. least have the like new arrivals and have the legit new arrivals, no matter what year it was made. Here you go. Here's I, the I new to, shit that just. I go to Hoopla, I go to Canopy, I hit the new arrivals section, and it shows me, and on Hoopla, it says, do you want the stuff that came in the last seven days? The stuff yeah. that came in the last 30 I days? I love that. Boom. I got it. I. It makes me so mad. The service that I actually pay for yeah. makes it so hard to find the new shit. Oh, here, here, here's this TV show. Did you want to watch this? No, no, I don't. Don't really watch TV shows on here. Once in a while, but not any, yeah. not even stuff in this genre. But yeah, but but here it is anyway. Here it is. Oh, I was so mad going through their new arrivals because it was like we reviewed this shit months ago, months and months and months. Anyway, so. No. Don't expect a whole lot from Netflix. I mean, I even went to their horror section, scrolled through that new arrivals. I'm sorry, but your horror shit is going to be coming from other places. So, sure. hoopla. I actually, yeah, never mind. Well, well I figure... There figure... is one, I will say this, there is one safe pick in there. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. I don't, I, I literally don't, I mean, I Code 8, I don't know what that is. I don't know what any of them are, but... The hell one. Ah. You're going with that? I'll go with that. Yes. Here comes hell. You would go with the most roulette pick. Good luck. I don't know. That's a good title. Good title. (laughs) Um, Hmm. I'm going to go with Come to Daddy because I'm taking a bet. I think, wasn't that with Frodo? That's the one. Okay, I'm gonna. I'll give that one a chance. Isn't that in your voodoo? I think that's in your voodoo. It is. Yes. Okay. Yes. I threw that up there because it just popped up on Amazon Prime, and I'm like, you know what? I really need your opinion on that movie because, well, yeah, I just I need your opinion on that movie. Now, and I try to save the more horror stuff for October, but I'll give it a shot. Now, Killing Gunther isn't that uh, with Arnold? Yes, it is. Yeah, I'm aware, and I was like, did you that see one. that? I haven't seen it. No. Okay. I thought about it, but okay. Now we get to find out what we picked. You picked Here Comes Hell, a comedy horror movie. Um, hold on. I, yay, yay, yay. Why? Guy, Code 8 looks great. Oh, throw that my way. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. I've never the heard behind of it. you sound, sounds even better. But lastly, you got to get your roulette in of. Uh, where is it here? Come on. Here comes hell. When a seance goes wrong and a gateway to hell is opened at the Westwood Manor, five old friends must put down their champagne glasses, take up arms, and fight for their lives in a blood-soaked evening of caviar, cocktails, and carnage. And uh, comedy heck horror, yeah! I mean, you might be alright with that, but also... Ooh, that also, sounds awesome! But, yeah, but also, you never heard of it, so... <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> Uh, we shall see. Maybe, maybe. And for you, hold on. Wait. Well, yeah, come to daddy. Uh, that's Elijah Wood uh, with his with his noodle roller Amish haircut. Whatever. Uh, <laughs> half our audience is like, "What's a noodle roller?" Go to Holmes County. You'll find out. Is it noodle uh, roller? Is that the way? Is that what it is? Well, that's the that's the. I thought it was nutter roller. Or the, yes, that's the the, cur- the correct pronunciation. Oh, okay. But is that what or, it means? Or is it Hinnels? I don't know. I don't even start talking Bobishu type. Yeah. Our German fans out there are like, hey, wait a minute here. Whoa, 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 we're in. Slow we're down. 
I you're, you're, I, I, I can get your dumbed down dialect there. Our German subscriptions just spiked. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, I, by the way, if you go to IMDb and click on Come to Daddy, the picture that they use, the poster art, is so awesome. It's awesome. A man in his 30s travels to a remote cabin to reconnect with his estranged father. And the less you know, the better. I just, I, I, you know why I went that way? And, and I want to see that Killing Gunther, too. Uh, I saw that popped up on AP. Uh, but I just, uh, like I was talking about Keanu the other day, how uh, he can just bounce from one insane character to a mainstream to an insane to a mainstream, and he gets away with it, and people are fine with it. So does Elijah Wood. I mean, mm-hmm. he played a fucking psychopath in Sin City. And, he, you know, again, nobody was really in that movie all that long, but yeah. he was nuts, and I loved it. And then Maniac. Maniac, I was just going to say Maniac. He was, oof. Fantastic. I love yeah. that. And then every now and then he'll decide to start in some complete and total shit with uh, Nick Cage. Yeah, why not? But, yeah, why not? Uh, so the Come the Daddy poster is just a glass of whiskey? Yeah, but it's... If you look real close, it's a house. Yeah, I see on the coast. It's it's just you'll get it when you watch the movie. Okay, yeah, cool poster. And then him in the, uh, in the trailer picture there has like a bowl haircut and a mustache. Oh, yeah. oh, he is a legit good actor. I really like him. Hell yeah, he is. Stephen, and I think that that he is um, like in real life, like his real person. I think that he is a genuinely cool dude too. He just seems like. He would be the type that I would like to sit down and have numerous glasses of scotch with and just talk movies, talk weird shit. Yeah. Have you uh, watched any of Josh Gad's YouTube series that he started? Uh, I watched the uh, one with Back to the Future. That was good. Which was very good. There's another one? Oh, yeah. He just did one with uh, Lord of the Rings. And he got Holy everyone. shit, did he really? Everyone. He got everyone. There was, Are you there serious? Was, there was 20... Seemed like Holy 20 sh- people on the screen. And it was like an hour long. I was like, oh my god, am I really going to watch this whole thing? Yeah. Yeah, I am. My wife even came in and watched some of it, too. Peter Jackson? Oh, yeah. Damn. Everyone, That's awesome. He got everyone, dude. He got all Hugo the Hugo Weaving? Huh? Hugo Weaving and... Uh, I don't think he got Hugo Weaving. But, I mean, that cast is so huge. I mean, it's he got, huge, yeah. He had Carl, Carl Urban... He had Sean Bean. He had uh, uh, the guy that was Gimli. Oh, and uh-huh. they were busting his balls. It was so freaking funny. I was, I was laughing my ass Liv, off. Liv Tyler, was she? Yep, she showed up. And then at one point they're like, oh, let's show off our props. What props did you steal? And then they people just scattered and came back with like, oh, I got this. And Oh, that's awesome. And the uh, Gimli guy, uh, John Rhys-Davies. Yeah. At one point, he puts on his Gimli helmet, and then he tips his computer screen so that you just... Here, let's do this like it should be. And it's like... (laughs) (laughs) You only see the top of his head, and it was so funny. Oh, man, it was good. And a lot of that that show is is so staged and written and whatnot, but it's still nice to just see all those people get back together. Man, you gotta gotta give it to Josh Gad. I mean, he, uh, he was Olaf, and all of a sudden, he's... Well, he made it a charity thing. That's why everybody jumps in or says yes. Oh, oh, really? I did not know that. Yeah, it's a charity thing. You have to donate, and for every view they get, or they donate or something. I don't know what it... 
Oh, that's awesome. But the Back to the Future one was really, really good. I wish they could have got Crispin Glover, but that's no surprise that they didn't. Yeah, he hates, he hates everything about Back to the Future, so. I, why? I'm guessing that he hates everything about probably almost every movie that he's been in. I can't imagine that he's proud of Friday the 13th Part 4. Uh, well, he's talked about it. You can go find it on, on YouTube. He's talked about it publicly that, uh, <clears throat> I guess we're, Next round, it'll be come to daddy, and here comes hell. Yes. Hey, we're, we're into rabbit trailing. Um, yeah. He uh, uh, asks lots of questions. I get the impression that he's a bit of a pain in the ass. Uh, yeah. I've heard he's a bit of a weird guy, uh, but, you know, some actors are just that way. They, you know, they get a little not methody. I mean, there's just different forms of acting. Some people are method, and I think he just asks lots of questions. To a certain point where directors are like, look, dude, just act. Just, you know, whatever. And so, for part two, either... He he says it's not true, but the one producer says he wanted as much money as Michael J. Fox to come back for part two. And he says that's a complete and total fabricated lie that he did not. He just... They didn't... That he was just a pain in the ass. Whatever the case may be. Yeah. And so, you know, he... His likeness is in part two, in the future scene. Remember? Yeah. That's because in part one, they had taken a mold of his face at a certain point, and so they had used that mold in part two, and that pissed him off. And he has it specifically in his contracts from then on that you cannot use his likeness from for future movies. I guess it was some dude wearing a mask. I. So, no, he's not, and he received no compensation. Mm. Uh, I, but I'm sure that was in the contract for Back to the Future that, well, we can use your likeness for further sequels. Yeah. Well, I know that, uh, that uh, oh, what's his name from Alien 3? Or, well, Aliens. Yeah. Yep. Same story. Yeah. But I don't think that he really, like, I saw an interview. I don't think he really gave a shit. Like, did he? I, I don't remember how. I, I It didn't seem like he was angry about it because he was willing to come back for uh, uh, this other alien three part two that they were kind yeah. of working on with what's his name. So I didn't seem like he's, I don't know. That was the he, Neil Blomkamp one, right? Right. Correct. Yeah. It just seemed like he was more like, that was, that was a bummer. Uh, but whatever. Yeah. Yeah. I, and he, for the record, I really like Crispin Glover. I think that I just love his weirdness in the movie, even Charlie's angels. I thought he was really, really good in Charlie's angels. Uh, but he just, Strikes me as someone that would be pro- well. Even I don't know in the, him. even in the interviews, I've watched multiple interviews online on YouTube, and he's pretty candid. Uh, he's he seems like a weird dude, and <laughs> that's fine. I mean, he's a good actor. I, it's nothing yeah. against him. And uh, you know, if have you watched any interviews with um, oh, watched like ten interviews with the dude this week, and now I can't remember his name. Uh, the guy that played Biff. Oh yeah, I know who you're talking about. I had no idea that he was a stand-up comic. And when I found that out... It and he's blew, hilarious. And he's hilarious. Blew my mind. And it made me so happy. Like, literally, in my heart, when I found that out... I found that out, like, a decade ago. But when I found it out, in my heart, that made me feel so good. Because the guy who encapsulated every bully that I've ever dealt with in my life... Is him. It turns out he was bullied his whole life, and he was just mimicking that. He was always small, and then, boom, overnight, grew up huge... And turned out to be a really funny, sensitive person, and that just absolutely kills me. I've actually watched some interviews with him in uh, 
COVID quarantine lockdown too. And so he's just been like, well, I guess I'll make video blogs and walks around his house and makes jokes and messes with his wife. It's hilarious. He's hilarious. Uh, but that just made me so happy. It completely changed my perspective, you know, it, but then again, it was an idea, a uh, perspective you had as a child. Yeah. That, that, you know, I thought Indiana, I thought Indiana Jones, Harrison Ford, he just showed up and just made up his lines and ran around and <laughs> I thought it was all just improv. No, no, it's, it's all written. Like as a kid, you didn't, you didn't know that in the eighties. Yeah. <laughs> but every now and then in a movie, you can, you can tell like when they're kind of improving and they're doing a really, really good job at it. I think I love that. That's, that's good acting right there. Another interview I saw this week was with, uh, I've got no names today. Just none. I can't, uh, TJ Miller. Oh, okay. Oh, uh, ta- right. talking about, talking about Deadpool. And well, he, I originally was watching the video because he was talking about Michael Bay and what oh, it was like working with right? him and, and how he was going to walk off the set. And he, TJ Miller, he needs to be careful because he does not pull any punches. He tells exactly how it was. So and he has no filter. He none, none whatsoever. He's like, Michael Bay's an asshole. He's like, I love him and I'll work with him anytime. Well, not anytime. I almost quit that movie. Well, let me tell you why, because he screams at everybody. And then like, he just tells everything. It's like, dude, in the media, you got to be careful. Uh, don't get me wrong. I love it. And I appreciate it. And I know what he's, I understand what he's saying, but, uh, just be careful, dude. But uh, he was talking about how much they improv on Deadpool. He, well, he was getting asked that by Bobby Lee. It was Bobby Lee's podcast. How much of that is improv? How much of that is written? How much of that is yada, yada, yada? And it was like, yeah, you can tell the lines that were improv in those movies. And I yeah. love that. That's great. When it works. When it's Fast and Furious 8 and you get the producer's cut and you can just tell The Rock is just bullshit and some soccer mom bullshit. Yeah. <sighs> cutting room floor, please. Yeah. By the way, not to circle back to Crispin Glover, but I fart. I forgot one of my favorite roles I fart. Uh, for him ever was in Hot Tub Time Machine. Like, they didn't use him much. He was just in it a little bit, and he was hilarious, and he was it was great. And you just let... Who can we get for this really, really, really weird, quirky character? Well, Crispin Glover. I watched it once. I don't remember what part he was in. Oh, he was great. He was the guy that has no... He was like the bellhop that doesn't have an arm. And the whole... <laughs> the entire way through, it's like, when's he going to lose his arm? Because they're in the past, and I love Hot Tub Time Machine. <laughs> I need to watch it again. That's... And I didn't know he was a, he was Grendel and Beowulf. Really? Yeah. I mean, I'm oh, sorry. He oh, was, the, he, the animated yeah, one. Yeah. The animated one with... Um, oh, yeah, I could see that. I see it. I thought you were talking about uh, Beowulf and Grendel. The The... Yeah, the other one. I need to watch that one again too. I wonder how good uh, Beowulf holds up at this point. That's a that movie is thirteen years old, and another one of those groundbreaking movies from Robert Zemeckis. But that was a long time ago, in the world of CGI, at least. I'm uh, surprised he worked with Zemeckis again. I know that's yeah. Unless it was uh, unless it was the producers that he was pissed off at, and not Robert Zemeckis. Just in time for recently watched. Yeah, all right. Um, you're up first, sir. What do you got on your plate? Oh, oh, just piles and piles and piles of vinegar syndrome from their halfway to Black Friday sale. Uh, but let's start things on a good note. Um, 
I watched a movie called Phase 4, and I'm pretty sure I've reviewed Phase 4 on our show before years ago. Because um, I watched this. This is, yeah, this is probably the beginnings of our show. In fact, I watched this when I was in Florida. Um, and we did a podcast with Steve and Ty, and I taped it down there, and we were staying at someone's house down there, because I think we were working on, I, I, let me, it was years ago. Episode 255. 250, what? Uh, Phase four? It cannot have been that. Oh, whoop, hold on, wrong phase. Yeah, this is phase four. I'm not seeing it, so maybe it was in the first... I don't know. I'm not yeah. seeing it. Okay, well, anyway, Phase 4 is about uh, these scientists that uh, discover that ants are, are... Yeah, I think I've seen this movie. Oh, really? They're in this biochem lab type thing in the yeah. uh, the big field? Yep. And, okay, so I watched it once and I did not like it when I watched it, but then I heard that... They remastered it, and the UK company put it out on Blu-ray, and supposedly this had an alternate ending that was cut out and was thought to have been lost forever, but then they found it and cleaned it up. And while it's not in the actual movie, it's a special feature, because I guess Paramount didn't allow them to mush the movie together like that. They were like, you have to, like, it cannot, you can have it, but you can't add it onto the movie. So I'm like, that's fine. Uh, and it's getting really, it got really, really good reviews. And I, like, I need to rewatch that movie. So, so I bought it, of course. Um, this was a good movie. Uh, I think I went into this movie thinking it's going to be a creature feature to, you know, food of the gods and you're just like, right. And it's much more of a thinking man science fiction type thing, uh, with, these, you know, the hive mentality ants trying to outsmart the humans, and it's quite good. Now I'm going to chime in on the alternate ending, or the extended ending that was cut out. That is a thing of nightmares. It's just completely bizarro. It's basically, spoiler alert for those who have not watched Phase 4, um, this is a spoiler. This is, here we go. It is what it's going to happen when the ants actually take over humanity. And we see this just batshit crazy weird art house LSD trip for five minutes. It's so crazy. And what the hell am I watching? And it was great. I am like, oh, why did you cut that out? That was so good uh, and bizarro. And it made it a bizarre movie already even more so. Uh, but having said that, that was a solid movie. It's not the greatest thing ever, and it's not one that... It's not really an easy watch, just because it's so... It has a very much an art house flair to it, uh, so it's not necessarily a fun movie, but it's a very, very well-made movie, and uh, it's one that I'm glad I've gotten in the collection. Uh, <clears throat> yeah, I remember watching that movie, and I thought... I remember thinking it was okay... I didn't really love it or hate it. It just, again, I, I like you said, I think I was expecting a uh, creature feature. Yep. Giant ants taking over. And Me too. Blah. Should I review one more? Uh, sure, go for it. The McPherson Tape. Let's get this one out of the way. Um, Never heard of this. Uh, oh. This this more 
scorpion syndrome? Uh, this is actually, well, okay, so um, AGFA um, put this out, and they actually had the first, I think, first 1,500 or 2,000 copies uh, Vinegar Syndrome did a slipcover for, so I had to get that one. Um, uh, and it, by the way, it sold out. The uh, slipcover version sold out, so I could really, really make a lot of money on that right now if I'd want to. Uh, oh, because dude. what I paid for it, I, it's going for three, four times as much. Um, hour and six minutes from 1989. This uh, was literally almost ten years before the Blair Witch Project. This is a found footage movie. So first you have Cannibal Holocaust as kind of sort of the first horror movie found footage, unless you want to consider the uh, the Italian movies from way back in the 60s, uh, which I guess that kind of can be considered found footage, the, uh, uh, the Mondo Kane movies. Um, McPherson Tate. This is literally like the template for Blair Witch Project, but not near as good. It's this birthday party for this kid in their house in the woods, and these two dudes are out with their flashlights outside for reasons, and a UFO lands. And it's basically... One hour and six minute, almost one long take of just shit going from bad to worse in this house as they as they videotape it. And I, when I watched it, when I tried to put myself, how would I have felt about this movie back in 1989? Or even watching it like back to back with Blair Witch Project when Blair Witch came out. And it would have been a lot better. But you and I are very, very jaded found footage viewers at this point. Yeah. And um, Blair Witch, this is not. I mean, Blair Witch still, I believe, would probably hold up pretty good. This, uh, spoiler alert again, for those who have not seen the McPherson tape, uh, it's also known as UFO abduction. The end, we actually do see aliens. And I'm like, that's just little kids in uh, black outfits with a big mask on their heads. It's like, I suppose back in the day, watching something like this on VHS, I've been like, ah, I guess I would have been kind of creepy. But now I'm like, I just wasted an hour and six minutes of prime time real estate in the evening on this. It's not scary. It's people yelling fuck every three minutes and uh, yelling. They're yelling at each other and we were stuck in the house because that's all the money that we had to make the movie. And it do, do yourself a favor, skip this and watch the um sounds like yeah. dark skies or black skies whatever that one was yeah. that you and I watched and now i get a freaking work call nope decline <laughs> anyway um uh what was i it's saying it's so hard for us to carve out just 90 oh, minutes oh it's, it's almost impossible almost it's impossible, impossible. It... <laughs> um there the um uh Slumber Party, or the Alien Abduction Slumber Party, whatever it was called on the VHS Part 2. Remember that one? Yeah, vaguely. It's like eight minutes long. That's the one to watch. Just watch that one. That was creepy and really cool, and this was just... I, it was okay for what it was, and for when it came out. But one and done. It'll sit on my shelf, though. <laughs> Until it's not worth anything? Yeah, probably, yeah. Okay, <laughs> I'm done. Uh, okay, on my side. Robot Carnival. 
is a collection of short stories animated, made by different animators, with Robot as the working title. Well, thanks for that information. That's not a synopsis. IMDb, stupid. Uh, this is a bunch of mostly, uh, looks like all Japanese filmmakers. <clears throat> uh, yeah, the way you love uh, uh, horror anthology, I love animated anthologies. Nine animators, one vision, and they all made movies that are kind of about robots, or at least involve a robot. And like we always say with the horror ones, you got some that are good, some that are bad, and this is no different. Some of the animation in this was absolutely stunning. Beautiful, old school, uh, late 80s Akira type, where you can tell it's hand-drawn, and just gorgeous, and cool stories like the the first one, uh, well, after the opening wraparound bit, the first one is um, almost without, I think it's completely without dialogue. It's got sound effects and music and stuff, but there's just no talking. And it's a guy making a Frankenstein kind of robot and fascinating, beautiful. And then we go to one that's called Cloud. I get it. I I get it. No. No. No, thank you. And then we go to the next one, and it's better. And you know, it, it exactly. Fuck's sake. <coughs> <clears throat> We're falling apart. We're just falling apart. Allergies. It's just very much uh, the way we've always talked about uh, anthology movies, and it was awesome. I, I overall, I will say, thumbs up. There were a couple shorts in there that I, uh, there was one that I flat out hated, uh, and a couple that meh. Most of them I very much appreciated. I would definitely pick this one up. I'm surprised that I've never heard about it before because I I run around in anime circles and I, I've never heard of it. It just popped up on uh, uh, Amazon Prime and I was like, well, I'll check this out. And it, it is just so hard to find those late 80s anime movies. And I can't believe that what, Amazon Prime has been doing me pretty good. There's a few that... I've stopped within five minutes, but then there's been a couple that I've been home run. This one and, uh, what was it, Lily Cat, that alien one. Yeah, that was awesome. Uh, so, Amazon Prime is at least doing me good on that. Um, probably do one more here. I'll quickly talk about War of the Worlds 05, because I had teased that. The uh, Tom Cruise one. Uh, you know, I, it, this is one that I kind of find myself going back and forth on. There are times I watch it where I'm like, that was just damn awesome. And then there are times that I watch it where I'm like, that had some awesome parts. And this time I was looking forward to watching it in HD because I have it on uh, DVD and cannot get rid of it. They ch- Exchange stores will not take it. I've tried multiple times and they're just like, no. And I'm like, well, what do you mean no? Like, I'm going to buy it on Blu-ray. So, And they're like, mm, no. And I'll go look, and they don't even have a copy in the store. It just, no, uh, okay. Uh, <laughs> so I still got that. But I, since you got the HD copy on uh, Voodoo, I figured, well, we'll go check that one out. And I gotta say, that looked like a DVD transfer to me. That transfer didn't look like shit to me. But I, I mean, I've still got a 1080p TV. Uh, I know, so I know I'm not gonna be seeing it in 4K. And I know that I've got a lower, I got the 60 refresh rate. It's just the TV in my office, but grain. I mean, that, that, that's not a refresh rate issue, is it? No, I mean, that's, it's very, it's a very grainy movie the way Spielberg shot it. Yeah. 
and yeah, we seem to go back and forth on this every other time that you and I watch this movie. One time you watch it and you hate it because of the kid's a brat and the girl is screaming, and the next time you hate it and it doesn't bother you, and the next time it back and I this was one of those times where that kid's a dick and he the, is. she's screaming and I'm just like, oh for fuck's sake. And then there's tons of things they don't explain that make no sense in the context of the movie. Like she goes to go to the bathroom and then all the bodies are floating down the river. What are the bodies from? Yeah, because they were like, they were evaporating bodies. So there would be no bodies yet. All of a sudden here comes a whole bunch of bodies. Like, huh? What? It just doesn't make sense. Uh, And then we've got that whole derail with (sighs) no names. This is the no name episode. No names, no names. Ah, Andy Dufresne crawled through a river of shit. They got that whole derail section with him where he's in the basement and he's crazy. Yeah. And Merlin. Tim Robbins. Merlin Tim Robbins. from Tim... Oh, Merlin from Top Gun. No. <laughs> uh, no. Just every episode with you. Uh, <laughs> uh, and, you know, sometimes it doesn't bother me and then sometimes I watch it and I'm like, man, fuck this guy. And fuck the... Why are we... What are we doing? I get what you're trying to do. I get you're trying to make a statement in politics and yada yada. But at the same time, it's like, come on. Uh, and then all of a sudden they decide that, well, instead of evaporating people, let's vacuum them up and and blow out their blood and reasons. Huh? And uh, so this watch, I was not as enthused about it as I've been in the past, but I'm sure next watch I'll... Be like, oh, that was amazing. Also, I, you know, I, I told you, kid, we got to avoid people. Don't go near people. Don't drive into people. We're staying off the freeway so that we don't get into people. Dad, dad, wake up. They're completely engulfed in a crowd of people. It's like, idiot. You could have seen that coming from half a mile away and said, hey, should we go down there? No. Whatever. It is what it is. Him throwing the baseball through the window or whatever, or like him not catching the ball. Like, I'm like, oh, you're you're one of those douchebaggy teens. Got it. Okay. Got it. I, he's a horrible father. Horrible. Absolutely horrible. So I don't blame the kid for that part. Like, that part I thought was funny. I still think it's funny. But it's still, it's like, ah, you asshole. But then again, he's a horrible father. So, meh. <laughs> I mean, screaming at his kids about, I, for as often as we scream at ours on the show. I, it, yeah. He had the stuff that he screamed at, I'm like, you're a dick. Back to you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, let's get into some vinegar syndrome now. <sighs> um, um, where do I begin? Blood games, I guess. Why not? Sure. Blood games from uh, 19... Um, hold on, folks. Here we go. 1990. So it's very, very tail end of the uh, 80s. Uh, softball team. There's an extended softball game in the beginning where these lady, this all-lady softball team uh, take on a bunch of hillbillies and they lose. So... Um, I might as well just call them Trump supporters because every last one of them seems to be a like, like straight textbook Trump supporter. 
hard lines from whatever. And they're all just just asshole. Ugh. So it's a deal where the women are running away, running away from the bad guys in the woods and blah, blah, blah. And it's okay. It's got a, some sort of an 80s vibe going on. And it's kind of done like in that cheesy 80s sort of way. But then all of a sudden it gets kind of rapey. And I'm like, oh, it doesn't really fit the movie. It's like, it doesn't fit what the rest of the tone of the movie. So it, uh, it, it was okay, I guess. It everything goes downhill from here. Trust me. Um, that was Blood Games. Next up, Severed Arm. Uh, I guess Severed Arm was okay. Um, this is a proto slasher from uh, early seventies, nineteen seventy three. A group of guys go cave spelunking or whatever. They get trapped. And um, days or weeks go by and they're starving. So they decide, oh, we're going to, we have to start eating someone. So let's draw straws. And of course, the poor hapless guy that draws the short straw, they cut his arm off. And then, like, literally, like a minute later, hey, are you in there? Rescued, of course. So they get rescued, like a, and so years later, or what? Yeah, I don't even know how long. What? Whatever time later, someone is hunting the rest of the guys down and chopping one of their arms off. So it's not bad. It's cool. That it's seems got a, fair. I yeah. like that premise. Yeah, and it's got a kind of a cool twist ending, and it's it's all like you could just tell like it's the beginnings of slasher. I guess like it was okay. Uh, the middle section drug far too long, but the beginning and the end were quite solid. Uh, so, and one more um, a movie called Come Deadly, and that's exactly what you think. Come Deadly. It's a uh, hour long. What, I'm, what am I supposed to think about Come Deadly? Like, when I come, I die or I kill? Um, both. I <laughs> Sweet. Yeah, nice. it's... Um, this is it's, like the ultimate donkey punch. Kind of. <laughs> um, it's just this just tiny dicked killer. Um, Harry. Oh, so much hair and sweat. And he's... Oh, it's awful. It's awful. It's, it's X-rated guard. Nothing. It's nothing. It's just... They're in some... This class of... Uh, Art, not art, like the, a stage play thing is going on. They're practicing. Meanwhile, there is a killer loose that's screwing and killing the ladies. It, it's it's so bad. Um, yeah, there are lots of real tiny little shrimp dicks in it. <sighs> Sweaty. Oh, there's one scene where I'm like, oh, I. It's just like comb your hair on your balls, dude. <laughs> Oh, it's so gross, and oh, it's on my shelf, folks. Comb your hair on your balls. Uh, if you would see it, you would know exactly which part I'm talking about, because it, it's just... I know what balls look like, and I no thank you, I'm good. It, it's too, like, shave those bad boys. <laughs> but the 70s were a, a different time, I guess. Yeah, yeah. But, oh, gross. I, get, I will say, I mean, for the record, it was disgusting in its uh, low-budget... Porniness, I guess. I eh. everybody was ugly in it. I mean, just every single person was just 
ugly and tiny dicked and droopy boobed and oh. <laughs> oh, you mean from the seventies? Yes, yeah, from the seventies. I mean, if your lead can't even get a boner, don't make a porno. <laughs> oh, that's that's going in. That, that's in for sure. <laughs> I've got it. If you want to watch it. No, I'm, uh, how am I going to get it? I, I got to come to your cat infested house. I don't think so. Yeah. I guess next time you're in Holmes County, hit me up and we'll... it's come deadly. Yeah. Uh, Which again, like it's like, it's spelled C O M E, but it should, it should be C U M. Yeah. Yep. Supposedly these were shown in like, not the legit, not the legit X-rated porn theaters. These were supposedly, these were like in like regular little... theater. No, and businesses, like, they, they would just set up a projector and a screen in their basement and, like, have people come over. And I'm like, what? What? Why? Yeah, supposedly, like, back in, like, way back in the 70s, like, there was, like, there was regular theaters, then there was the X-rated houses, and then there was these that were, like, underground theaters to where it's, like, a small screen and just fold-out chairs. And I can just imagine just... Just gangbangs going on in these places. Just, no, no, no. This wouldn't be gangbangs. This is this is dudes sitting around in folding chairs whacking off. Yeah, that exactly that. Because I can guarantee you there was not a woman in sight at no. any of these places. No. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> it was so pervy, and but it got the job done as far as making me feel gross and ugh, sweaty. For the <laughs> yeah. Anyway, enough. Uh, Eugene immediately combed his balls after that. Oh, yeah. Oh, they're so gross and tiny. And... <sighs> nice. I'm like, at least give me some good-looking ladies if the guys are going to be this atrocious. <laughs> nope. Mission failed on that one, too. <laughs> but on the shelf it goes. Oh, on the shelf. Oh, and I mean, like, even one part there, like, this guy and this lady are sitting on us couch and they're talking and which was awful and then it was like okay now it's time to do the deed here we go and oh my oh you're slowly taking each other's clothes off and it's like you can tell they're uncomfortable they're not having a good time and just like oh pulling the tube socks off and like, <laughs> up there was this tiny little turtle head shrimp dick popping out and like like here comes the BJ and it's like, not getting any harder folks <laughs> <laughs> oh, Tell they don't want it. We don't want oh, it. Nobody I, wants this. <laughs> oh, but uh, and I even like. Okay, I'm like, I have to find out a bit more about this movie on IMDb, and it's on there. But you can, like, if I remember now, correctly, you can't even. But now switch. you're on a list with the feds. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but like, I couldn't even find it on IMDb. I had to go to like another, like Yahoo, of course, and then type in like "Come Deadly" from 1973, and then it. Then it actually took me to the IMDb, IMDb page to where, like, oh, here it is. Okay. And there's, like, no information. It's just Come Deadly, rated X, yeah. starring no one you know. Seen by nobody that's Seen still alive. Seen by no one but Eugene. But <laughs> uh, and the fine folks at Vinegar Syndrome. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I, the... How do I even talk about a normal movie after this? How, how do I even... <laughs> uh... uh... King of Arcades is a documentary <laughs> sure. about a guy who is uh, follow the rise and fall of the King of Arcades as one man pursues his dream against all odds. And 
Yeah, this is a documentary about a guy that uh, worked a normal kind of office job and then found out that he was, well, he was diagnosed with some kind of, oh, I can't remember if it was a brain tumor or cancer or what, but he was going to, they gave him like, you might have six months, you might have six years, but that's about it. And so he started saying, well, I'm going to do with my time what I want to do. And so he opened an arcade. He started restoring arcade machines and opened an arcade. And it was a very interesting watch. It was an hour 40. I was like, man, that's a little long for this kind of premise. And I didn't know about the uh, possibly dying thing, which uh, I was waiting for him to die through the whole thing. Spoiler, he doesn't. Okay. You know, I don't know if he's still going, but... Uh, throughout this movie, especially towards the third act where things take a bit of a downturn. I was like, Oh, the, this is where they're going to tell us that. And the next day he died. Uh, and that doesn't really happen. And I'm, I'm happy for that. I, I like the guy. He's a genuinely likable person. Uh, it, I, I like what he does. He's restoring these machines in a way that, that takes, it's not like just, Oh, I wiped it down with a Lysol wipe and, uh, um, spruced up this one corner that was a little bent here you go we're talking about full restorations repainting the sides of these arcade machines it it was a cool watch it was interesting and the amount of time that he puts weeks into these machines that he, he restores them to pristine perfect condition so uh, uh it was a very interesting watch and i was surprised how enamored i got with it as it went on what what uh platform was this on amazon prime amazon prime okay Yep. Sounds good. That sounds like something I would like to watch. Actually, sounds like something the wife would probably enjoy. Yeah, it was good. And it went it went in a very realistic... How do I put this without spoiling things? It went in a very realistic kind of fashion as far as like, well, who would put up with a guy who's doing this? Oh, well, at a certain point, you don't. <laughs> yeah, because that's normal. Um, honey, you got to make money. Uh, we, we have to live. Um, I appreciate that you're dying, but... You know, you can't just fuck off and do whatever you want. Uh, what else should I review here? How about Ip Man 4? All right. Do another new one, then uh, we'll do coming soon and wrap up. Ip Man 4, the finale, it's called. I have loved all of the first three. This one, uh, the Kung Fu master travels to the U.S. where his student, Bruce Lee, has upset the local martial arts community by opening a Wing Chun school. Starring Donnie Yen and Scott Atkins, baby. All right. I was in. I'm in. Let's do this. And very quickly realized, oh, Scott Atkins, the bad guy. Damn it. I I love Scott Atkins, but I don't like it when he's the bad guy. I like it when he's on the side of good. And in this movie, he is just a racist asshole prick. Yeah. Uh, and it's hard to watch. When he finally gets down to the fighting, it's great because he is so talented as a martial artist and I know he's playing a character. I just, I like, I like my Scott Atkins to be a good guy and not so much in this movie. Uh, Donnie Yen does, he's being it, man, yet again. It's great. Um, the guy that plays Bruce Lee is great. Uh, the story is cool. As you remember in uh, Dragon the Bruce Lee story, you remember there was a scene where they got all pissed off that he was teaching the Kwai Lo, the white man, yes. martial arts, and then he had to go prove himself by fighting another guy. And that's a big part of what this whole story is about. 
Uh, it's that, and also they were talking about uh, teaching martial arts to American soldiers. So, I it was an interesting another take on that kind of story. So, uh, I really enjoyed it. I, I I think I liked it better than part three. I think it would go one and two are about the same, part four and part three, but I liked all of them, and it was very good. It's still, these people that walk up to Ip Man think they're going to intimidate him and just, just I'm going to kick your ass. Like, oh, you, you got, you're dumb. You're just dumb. It's, uh, and, oh, does he whip some ass. Holy shit. Uh, definitely worth a watch if you're a fan of the series, even at an hour 45. I breezed by, breezed by. Uh, quite enjoyed. Cool. Uh, that's it. Next time, next time we should do a speed round because I've been watching a shitload of VHS tapes. Oh, I have so many movies that I've watched that I didn't get to. Uh, we'll do that next time. Okay. We'll do a speed round, but I, I want to wrap it up. Uh, coming soon for you. Uh, for me, we've got the rest of the Vinegar Syndrome titles, which is Doctor Jekyll's Dungeon of Torture, Rad, uh, Wonder Women. Not anything to do with Wonder Woman. This is Wonder Women. You got uh, Rad on Blu-ray. It yeah, it's awesome. I yeah yeah I, I'm that's uh that's a VHS Grail right there, sir. Yeah, you that actually that actually uh, they Vinegar Syndrome released that on 4K UHD disc. Oh my. Yeah, but uh, oh man, that movie. Oh, that movie. <laughs> um, oh, we, I'm on the hunt for that one. I want that on VHS though. Oh really? <laughs> yeah. Well, the Blu-ray or 4K disc looked way... It made the movie look way better than I'm sure it has any business looking. Um, but anyway, yeah, rad. Uh, the Immortalizer, Punk Vacation. Oh, these titles. Uh, Ator. Oh, that's a Mystery Science Theater movie. Oh, but Dark, Dark Force released it, and I have to have it on Blu-ray. Oh, that's shit garbage. Oh, hey. It's garbage. There's no cleaning that up. There's there's tire tracks in that movie. And it's mine, baby. <laughs> oh, oh, and you oh. watched it? Um, I'm a half hour to. into it right now. I because I finished oh. up Jaws this morning, and then I'm like, well, what else should I watch? I'm like, Ator. So, yeah, yeah, I'm a half hour into that thing. Actually, right now he uh, he, he got his sword. He's escaping with the blonde lady to rescue his sister. His sister. That he wants to marry, or that he married. I... Yep, it's a Dark Force release, um, and Breeders, which is the remake of like this is the '90s version of the '80s version that already sucked. Uh... Or yeah, I have it on Blu-ray now, uh, so there's that. <laughs> I haven't seen the remake. I mean, it's a remake of the '80s version. I have the '80s one on DVD. Yeah, that one. You hated it. I thought it was okay. I I just remember the end of Breeders from the eighties. There were weren't like a bunch of women naked in some white milky substance or something. Yeah, and, I mean, yeah that's the whole that's movie the is, is is something like that. I haven't. Yeah. I've watched it maybe once or twice. Yeah. So we'll see. Um, also, Sea Fever, a new movie that I have on my Voodoo that you should watch, so we can both review it. I think that you should watch that. Okay. Sea Fever. Sea fever. Yeah. Um, yeah. So anyway, there you go. Uh, and then I've got some other stuff. I've been going through the patent. Oh, I for, almost forgot uh, L.A. Wars. That's another Vinegar Syndrome movie that I watched. <laughs> uh, 
and Patton Oswalt, which is my, that's my therapeutic cleansing of the palate after all of these low brow things. Yeah, that's what I've been watching lately too is Patton Oswalt stuff, but oh, I've got reviews of so much VHS, holy crap, but also uh, Priest. Do you remember that movie? Oh, I do, yes. Rewatched that one, uh, X-Men Apocalypse. Can't find um, X-Men, what's the last X-Men movie? It's not Apocalypse. Uh, uh, something with the Phoenix. Oh, yeah. yeah You're going to rewatch that can't rent it can't rent it anywhere can't nothing so don't know somehow i'm gonna got to try and track that down because we got to finish this shit off um patriot games i rewatched and oh i don't even want to name all these vhs titles that i've been into but and there's going to be even more for next round because i'm going to win the next speed round bet your ass we'll do a five minuter and just Just i'm just gonna cram all of this vhs right down your throat (laughs) <laughs> oh, and you, you look disgusted as you buy all the same shit on 4K Blu-ray, yeah, huh? worse, <laughs> awful. <laughs> oh, the reviews coming your way. Oh, or some of these. And what I didn't tell you about that Come Deadly movie is that there's 12 or 13 other movies just like it on uh, spread across a three DVD set. And uh, there's two volumes and I <laughs> I have both of them. So there's, there's like... T- <laughs> There's 12 to 14 movies per set. Um, and the reason he's laughing, folks, is because when he goes, I'm going to have to explain oh, this shit. You're going to have to own them and watch them. Review uh, them with Steve and or TJ. Uh, yeah. or also coming soon, a commentary of X-Men 3. I'm, I've got to find a time to carve that out. It's just been chaos around the house and with the weather getting warm. I Oh, I hate it, dude. I hate I know everybody's, I love summer. I love the warm weather. You know what? When I'm on vacation, warm weather's great. I love it. I go to the beach. It's awesome. When I'm not on vacation, warm weather can eat a dick. It it, it just means, oh, we got to get out there and clean the garden and mow the lawn and trim the hedges and let's clean the gutters. And while we're out here, why don't we paint the house? And why don't we mm-hmm. do this and do that? And guess what? The sun's up till 930. Oh, guess what? It'll also be up at 5 a.m., so have fun sleeping. I fuck... Fuck summer. I fucking hate it. Give me winter. Give give me winter where it's dark at 4.30. I... Oh, well, we can't be outside. It's snowing. Okay, good. Great. Oh, we can't, can't mow the lawn. It's snowy. Can't do anything. Yeah, what a bummer. I'm telling you, dude, I'm moving to Canada. I, I'm. It's going to happen at some point. We're just going to peace out. Really? Uh, maybe. <laughs> I, I'm not going to be able to convince her, but at a certain point, you know, either he's going to re- get reelected or somebody worse will get in there next election, and it might be peace out time. I see you in Vancouver. I don't know what else to say. How about, <laughs> oh, we can Skype just as well from there as we can yeah, from here. True. Yeah, but we don't. Ha- then we wouldn't hang out anymore. <laughs> literally when was the last time we physically saw each other in person i I walked up to your door and you handed a bag of movies out through the door and closed (laughs) the door so that i wouldn't have to see your face yeah that's the one that's the one that was probably pushing a year ago more always more than that yeah because i started this job in 2019 so that was horror fest 2018 or horrorthon 2018 
Yeah. <laughs> until I guess goodbye until we hang out again next time. Yeah, I, well, we'll, we'll we'll do something sometime maybe. Yeah. I, Famous last words of Mr. Jeff Stutzman. Yeah, right, exactly. <laughs> well, I get I do get inv- I do still get all the invites to all the the watch parties. Usually they're like the guys are going to be here in five minutes. Like, what? you're over an hour away from me. Oh, okay. You could come up for hey, you could come up for movie number two though. That's no no excuse. <laughs> oh, you're such an ass. Yeah. I'm about to. Get, I'll get a text here in a minute. Ah, where are you? Do you even live? Are you alive? Do you exist? Oh no, you, you you're going to go radio silent, you're ghosting me until tomorrow sometime. Where I'm like, okay, what? Oh, I get. I get lots of texts from you right up until the podcast comes out. And then as soon as it comes out, I'm ghosted. Like, like, <laughs> where's the podcast? Come on. Did you put the podcast up yet? Come on. What's the holdup? You know, as I'm doing all the work, I'm over here fever, feverishly just sweating and editing as fast as I can to get all your bullshit out of your track. And then the second it comes out. <sighs> <laughs> Tumbleweeds. Uh, and about a day and a half later, where are you? Yeah, I, uh, exactly. Where? Are, yeah, I. We're on the same page there. Like, where are you? You just vanish. I don't vanish. It's you. <laughs> I'm same place, pretty much. I mean, I'm I'm up here. Yeah, doing yeah. the thing. <laughs> just like, well, Eric texted me. I guess I'll set a timer for two hours till I respond. <laughs> I was, I had extenuating circumstances last night, I think. Last night? It's been that way for years. (laughs) No, 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 no. Uh Uh-huh. Right. Nope. All right. Well, I got to let Eugene go because he's in some kind of fever haze with his cat allergy. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, and I'm just getting all sorts of... Private messages here on Facebook. <laughs> Why are you on Facebook? Like, I don't even have it up. I, I can't. I do. <laughs> I'll see you next time. Uh-huh. Bye. Yep. Bye. <laughs> listening. Hey, if you want to get a hold of the Movie Freaks, you can get a hold of us facebook.com backslash Movie Freaks Pod on Twitter at Movie Freaks Pod. Drop us an email, moviefreakspod at yahoo.com. Intro music was public domain by www.rutgermuller.nl.